It is one of the greatest speeches I've ever heard about leadership. There is a loneliness in all aspects of leadership. And after an experience I had in the last few days, I decided, you know what? I need to play that speech. I need to play it in one of these episodes. And so that's what I'm going to do in this episode today. You're not going to want to miss it. This speech is, in my view, profound. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, the podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ways to more effectively influence other people so they can accelerate the results they have to deliver. Welcome in. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting leaders across all different industries around the globe. Leaders like you. How do you manage the culture of your team so that the team you're leading is thinking and acting in the manner necessary to deliver the results you've got to deliver? I have referenced this speech many, many times over the years, but I've never played I've never played it in one of these episodes, and I want to do that today. The setting is 1969. The day is November 4th. The world is captivated by the Vietnam War. At home in the U.S., there is so much division, so much emotion about the conflict is worth fighting, the conflict isn't worth fighting. There's massive division. Things in the U.S. aren't going as everyone would like them to go. There are all these challenges. Does any of this sound familiar, by the way? I mean, the circumstances are different in our day and age, but there's so much that is similar. So it's in that environment. In fact, the night before, the night of November 3rd, President Nixon from the Oval Office addressed the American people and people across the world on the Vietnam War. He delivered a sober speech updating how that was going and what his plan was. And so the next morning... This speech was delivered. It was delivered on the campus of Brigham Young University, BYU. That's where I went. And no, I I was not there in 1969. Those of you who have listened to this podcast for a while know that I'm a person of faith, but in this podcast, I don't get into religion and that's not the purpose of it. We're here to talk about leadership, but I need to give you a little bit of background so that you'll have the right context in which to listen to this speech. So, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, BYU, in Provo, Utah. That university is like Baylor or Notre Dame, except it's owned and operated by the church that I'm a a member of. And November 4th, the speech I'm about to play for you was delivered by the future president of our church. He wasn't at the time. He was one of the senior leaders. Think of him like uh, he was about to become the Pope in the coming years. Of the, Think about it like on, with the Catholic Church. But right now, he was one of the archbishops. That's the best way I can explain it to, to you that most of you can understand it. He's, he's an, what we call an apostle and soon to become the president or the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he, he's coming to campus to deliver a speech and um, which happens every Tuesday. There's a devotional. Sometimes it's a Supreme Court justice. Sometimes it's a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Sometimes it's a New York Times columnist. Sometimes it's a leader of the church. Sometimes it's whatever. Lots of different people who speak every Tuesday in the basketball arena called the Marriott Center 
uh, in front of tens of thousands of people. So on this particular day, it's Gordon B. Hinckley who's speaking, a senior leader of the of our church, the church that I'm a member of, and he decides in the hours before he is to go to the campus and deliver the speech, he decides to throw away his speech. And instead, he decides to stand up and talk about leadership. And he's speaking to young people, college students, about what they need to know in his mind about leadership and prepping them to the best of his ability after his decades of experience being a leader. And in, as you listen to this, I, I, I had our folks splice in some of Richard Nixon it so you can hear some of the context. I think you'll, I think you'll really enjoy it, getting the context of what President Nixon said the night before because Gordon Hinckley references it. And what you'll walk away from as you listen to this is you, you will be able to relate. And I think it's so helpful to understand the price of leadership. There's so many rewards and benefits that you get from choosing, deciding to be a leader. And yet at the same time, there's there are challenges that come from that decision as well. And we often don't let people know about that. And so what I love about this speech is here you've got this elderly gentleman talking to young college students saying, hey, you need to know this. You need to have your eyes wide open about this aspect of leadership. And what caused me to want to play this in this episode was a call I had within the last week of a leader, a senior executive of a global company who was really struggling on the phone as I was talking to him, struggling with all of the weight he is feeling right now in an industry that's struggling through the disruption caused by COVID-19. And I thought, you know what? You aren't alone and people like you would benefit. We all benefit from hearing from a seasoned leader. So there are a couple of references to religion in this, but I edited, we, we edited most of them out. And so don't worry, even though it's a religious leader, you're going to hear some references to religion, but this is, this is a talk about leadership. And I, I'll have some more thoughts afterward. I can't wait for you to hear from Gordon B. Hinckley. I've come here without a prepared talk today. That's an awful admission to make. I had one, but I threw it away. I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning thinking of something else. When I get through, I suppose you will say he should have slept. (laughs) I'm not here to preach. I don't want to preach to you. It's easy to preach. And we do an awful lot of it to young people. I'd simply like to talk with you. I believe you're worth spending time with. I believe you're worth reasoning with. I have only one desire, and that is to share with you a few thoughts in a very informal way, with the hope and prayer that I can bring some small measure of inspiration and lift to you. I think you need that. I think we all do. I suppose that many of you watched President Nixon last night. I did. As he spoke to the nation and was listened to by the world. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Tonight I want to talk to you on a subject of deep concern to all Americans and to many people in all parts of the world. 
the war in Vietnam. I believe that one of the reasons for the deep division about Vietnam is that many Americans have lost confidence in what their government has told them about our policy. I have chosen a plan for peace. I believe it will succeed. If it does not succeed, what the critics say now won't matter. If it does not succeed, anything I say then won't matter. I watched him with great earnestness. And I watched him as he wiped the perspiration from his face. Realizing, I'm sure, the importance of what he was saying. And as I looked at him, I thought of the terrible loneliness of leadership. True, he has advisors. He has at his beck and call any number of men with whom he can consult. But when all the chips are down, he has to face the world as it were alone. They don't take the cannon fire of public opinion. That comes to the leader. He alone, I feel, dreams in the night of boys who are dying in Vietnam and of their weeping parents. My heart went out to him last night, as it does to any leader, as I sensed the loneliness of his life. And there came to my mind some great words attributed to Queen Victoria a long time ago. Uneasy rests the head that wears the crown. Uneasy where rests the head that wears the crown. There is a great loneliness in leadership. But I repeat, we have to live with ourselves. A man has to live with his conscience. A man has to live up to his inner feelings. There is a loneliness in all aspects of leadership. I think we feel it somewhat in this university. We're being discussed today because of some of our practices and some of our policies and some of our procedures. But I'd like to offer the thought that no institution and no, no man ever lived with himself in a spirit of compromise. We have to stand for the position that we have adopted. We may wonder in our hearts, but we have to stand up for what we consider to be the position as set for us by him who leads us, who in a sense works in a great atmosphere of loneliness. It was ever thus. The price of leadership is loneliness. The price of adherence to conscience is loneliness. The price of adherence to principle 
is loneliness, and I think it's inescapable. The Savior of the world was a man who walked in loneliness. I don't know of any more pathetic statement in many respects than his statement, the foxes have their holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. I suppose there's no lonelier picture anywhere in history than of the Savior upon the cross, alone. You young men and women who are in this great congregation, this is your lot. Oh, you're all together here now. You're all of one kind. You're all of one mind. But you're training to go out into the world where you're not going to have about you 10,000, 20,000, 25,000 like you. You feel the loneliness of your faith. It isn't easy, for instance, <laughs> to be virtuous when all about you there are those who scoff at virtue. It isn't easy to be honest when all about you there are those who are interested only in making a fast buck. It isn't, only, it isn't always easy to be temperate when all about you there are those who scoff at sobriety. It isn't easy to be industrious. When all about you there are those who don't believe in the value of homework, it isn't easy to be a man of integrity when all about you there are those who will forsake principle for expediency. I'd like to say to you here today, there is loneliness, but a man has to live with his conscience. A man has to live with principle. A man has to live with conviction. A man has to live with testimony. And without it, he's miserable. Miserable as hell. Excuse me, but I believe it. And with it, while there may be thorns, while there may be disappointment, while there may be trouble and travail and heartache and heartbreak and desperate loneliness, there will be peace and comfort and strength. God bless you to walk fearlessly, even though you walk in loneliness, and to know in your hearts that peace which comes of squaring one's life with principle, that peace which passeth all understanding. How good is that? I, um, 
I hope you benefited from listening to that audio as much as I have. I've listened to that talk, that speech, dozens of times. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can swipe up in whatever app you're listening to this on. Um, You can swipe up and tap on the link to read the transcript of that talk or to have the audio yourself. Okay, so I'll put that link in the show notes if you'd like to read that talk. That's Gordon B. Hinckley talking about the loneliness of leadership. Can you relate to that? If you've been if you've made the decision to lead in any aspect of your life and you and you made that decision more than five minutes ago, then I think you can relate to it. There's a chapter that I wrote for my book, Decide to Lead. When it comes out, you'll see this chapter. It's about loneliness of leadership. And I quote this talk. It's when I was writing that chapter that I discovered this talk because I thought, you know, there are so many fantastic aspects, so many benefits to leading, so many, um, so much wisdom and, and, and all the great things that come from choosing to lead. But yet you have to be willing to stand alone. And the leaders that I have been exposed to, that I know of, that I have been around, either as clients or as peers of mine, the leaders who tend to not be very effective are those who are unwilling to be lonely, unwilling to live with the decisions they make. They care more about the crowd and about popularity and about opinion than they care about doing what they think is right. And leadership in it at its very core is making decisions. And when you make those, you cannot make a decision or take a position without creating critics. The moment you take a position or you make a decision, there are those that support it and those that are against it. And so you cannot, you cannot be a leader without having critics. And if you don't have any critics, and if you've never felt alone as a leader, then you stand for nothing. Right? And that's what he got to. I'm going to stop because I want the words of Gordon Hinckley to stay with you rather than mine. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, will you do me a favor? Tap on the subscribe subscribe button below so or above, depending on whatever app you're using, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just tap on that button. You'll get every episode delivered to your phone. You can choose which ones to listen to. And if you found value in this, will you post a link to it? on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever, will you share, text a friend or a colleague or a family member who needs, who needed to hear that speech? Just, just, you can copy the link. If you swipe up and down or or, uh, in the app you're listening to this on, you'll see that you can copy the link and you can just text it to somebody or forward it to them. I think there's so much value and wisdom in the words we heard from Gordon Hinckley. And I hope that you will share them with someone else who could benefit from them. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying healthy. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Be well.